Welcome back to Toys on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blunner. This is Abe Lovage, and in this episode, we will be recapping the NHL from February 7th to the 14th by going over the news, stats, standings, our biggest winner and loser of the week, team of the week, question of the week, and more. Abe, want to get us started with the news? Yeah, let's get right into it. I'm going to get us started off with injuries. So Sorelli is out week to week with an upper body injury. Stamkos is out day to day with a lower body injury, so that's going to hurt the the Lightning. Then Scott. Pernovic, sorry, is out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury, so that's going to suck for him. And then also, Matthias Ekholm is out week to week, along with Zach Hussain and Ryan Johansson, both also out week to week. That Lots of injuries here, but it's mostly just out week to week or day to day, except for Scott Pernovic, so it's not going to be too bad. Yeah, um, couple big losses for the Lightning Preds here. Lightning obviously losing Australia for a couple weeks, Stamkos for a couple days. So that sucks for them. Uh, we we saw the effects of that and their loss of the Panthers. Johansson and Ekholm out for the Predators. Another couple big pieces out for them. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of sucks for them. Luckily, most of these injuries are just week to week, but it kind of sucks for Scott Pernovich. Hope he feels better. We're going to move on. The Coyotes' Johan Larson was suspended two games for an illegal hit to the head to the St. Louis Blues player Zach Sanford. It was an illegal hit. I saw it. So... Yeah, I mean, if you want to see, you can check it out. It's just, I mean, it's a legal hit to the head. So he's out two games for that. It makes sense. James Neal on waivers. Uh, yeah, the James, the real deal Neal, kind of lost his uh, real deal nickname and is not very good anymore. That's why he's on waivers. And Miko Koiver retired. Congratulations to him on a great career. Mostly Minnesota, finished it off in Columbus. I guess he couldn't take Tortorella, which... One other player couldn't in uh, on the on the Blue Jackets, and we will get into that later on in this podcast. Yeah, and also speaking of Columbus, there was a trade involving the Carolina Hurricanes in Columbus, where Carolina got a seventh for Gregory Hoffman. Um, it's just a pretty low trade, but then in a bigger trade, the Ottawa Senators traded with Carolina, and the Senators got Ryan Dezingle, and Carolina got Cedric Paquet and Gachelniak. Personally. I think Ottawa won this trade because Dzingel has been good this season, but he hasn't been as good as he has been in the past two seasons. And Paquette, and Paquette has been looking good, and I think he's only going to get better along with Galchenyuk. Like, they both have been playing well, and Ottawa's been a pretty bad so far, and I think they're going to improve on a better team. Yeah, I mean, um, I like this trade for both teams. Galchenyuk and Paquette, both solid players going to Carolina. You know, they kind of need, like, um, more qu- uh, quantity, really. Like, I mean, they're both very good players, but obviously it's better to have two than one. And Dzingel played well for Carolina, but I guess it was just his time to go. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was a solid trade for both teams. We move on. Patrick Line, who the Columbus Blue Jackets just acquired for Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, was benched uh, late in the second period and for all the third period a couple days ago for mouthing off at a coach. He said later in an interview that it won't affect his play in the future. Coyotes have fired assistant general manager Steve Sullivan and and like analytics news. So, you know, if you're big into analytics, this is uh, good for you. The NHL and Amazon Web Services announced an agreement for hockey data and analytics. So, so like the pucks that we saw that the NHL had to stop using because people complained. And I actually listened to the Spit and Chiglets episode where McAvoy said, that they have like a little chip in their jersey 
to like they're not really sure what they're gonna like do for that yet but i mean we're, we'll find out very soon with this new agreement yeah and also in general managing news um ron hextall was actually hired as pittsburgh general manager so congratulations to him hopefully he'll do a little, better a little weird because he was big aggressive goalie for the flyers and they just kind of switching sides a bit going to the other side of pennsylvania going to pittsburgh so yeah flips sides on the rivalry but we'll, we'll see how he does mm-hmm. all right we're gonna move on to our stats right now we're gonna start with the goals we got aston austin matthews in first with 11 brock besser and tyler Toffoli tied in second with 10 and then mcdavid marshan pavelski ehlers and josh anderson tied with nine so yeah i mean matthews we expected that mcdavid marshan but i mean the foley he's kind of cooled off a bit but still playing well besser i mean yeah so all all good players so far yeah uh let's go on to assists connor mcdavid is still leading the pack with 19 Leon Dreisaitl right behind him with 18, and Quinn Hughes with 16, and Mitch Marner and Patrick Kane both have 15 assists. Um, really no surprises. Very little has changed in the past week in terms of assists, but we'll see how things progress later on. Yeah, I mean, McDavid, Dreisaitl kind of lost their lead a bit, a little bit, but st- still in the lead, you know, got a lot. Uh, that one-two tandem is just phenomenal. Quinn Hughes playing really well, especially defenseman in third place for assists, so that's how you know. <sighs> He's uh, playing really well. And, uh, yeah, we're going to move on to the points, which is goals and assists combined. We got McDavid in first with 28, Dreisaitl in second with 26. Obviously, no surprises. Then we got Marner and Kane tied uh, in third place with 22. And then Marchand, Bergeron, Van Riemsdyk, Mark Scheifele, and Quinn Hughes all with 18. So, yeah, I mean, Quinn Hughes getting a couple goals this week, so. Good for him. I mean, no real surprises here. Marshan Bergeron, that perfection line, playing really, really well. So, yeah, good for them. Yeah, um, like, once again, there's not really any surprises here. Everyone on this list are, is an amazing player. And um, I have to say, um, even though Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisel have been slipping down their lead, they're still in first because they had such a huge week lead for the past couple of weeks. But um, for our goalie stat, because save percentage is being a little skewed because there are a ton of players who have only played like one or two games up there with, with like one player's 100% save percentage with um, only one game played. So we decided to move to shutouts for this week on the goalie stat. And John Gibson and Varlamov each have three shutouts and Markstrom, Grubauer, and Morozik all have two shutouts. Yeah, Gibson right now, the Ducks' best player. So... Not really surprised, or uh, I mean, a bit of a surprise to see him up here with three, but he has to do that if the Ducks are going to be a winning team. Barlamov, I mean, they play very well defensively. He's been playing really well in goal. Marshall, Grubauer, Mrazek. I mean, Mrazek's been out for a while, and so is two. So, yeah, it's great for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and also let's move on to the standings. Let's get started with the Canadian division, the, the North. In first place is the Toronto Maple Leafs with 23 points. Then second place right behind them is the Montreal Canadiens with 20 points. Then Edmonton with 18, Winnipeg with 17. Then outside of that playoff marker is fifth place is Calgary with 15 points. Then Vancouver has 14 points. Then Ottawa in dead last with seven points and 16 games played. Three wins, 12 losses, and a tie, and an overtime loss. Yeah, I mean, here, right, Ottawa, 
obviously they're going to be pretty bad. Just got the single, so maybe that makes them a little better. The thing is with Ottawa, they just brought in a ton of new pieces, and then they couldn't really gel over training camp because they didn't really have time. And then it just never, like, you know, never coagulated. And it just – or never, like, yeah. So, I mean, they're in last. Vancouver, big surprise from the earlier in the season, right? I mean, they're 7-11-0. And, oh, and they have 18 games played in second to last, so that kind of sucks for them. I mean, Toronto Montreal still headlining this division in first and second place, respectively. Yeah. We're going to move on to the central division. We got Tampa in first with 21 points, Florida in second with 18, Carolina in third with 18, Columbus in fourth with 18, Chicago in fifth with 18. <laughs> nice little trend here. Dallas in sixth with 14, Nashville in seventh with 12, and Detroit in eighth with 10. Tampa, Carolina, I mean, they're one and two, or I guess uh, technical Carolina's three, but like, they're tied for a second. So, yeah, I mean, no big surprise here. These, these are the teams that we expected to see. Maybe not Dallas because, I mean, they've had some injuries. Hudobin was uh, out for a bit with disciplinary issues. So, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty solid division. Yeah, and also, like, there are so many teams here that's all tied. It's going to be intense. But uh, just a reminder, uh, Columbus and Chicago both have four more games played than, than Carolina and Florida, who are – who are all tied with 18 points. So um, that's why I would see Florida and Carolina as, as a significant amount higher than Columbus and Chicago here. Yeah, but let's move on to the East. Boston is in first with 22 points. Love to see it. And then Philadelphia Flyers with 18. Then Washington Capitals took a bit of a fall. They have 15 points. Then the Islanders have also 15 points. Pittsburgh's in fifth with 13 points. Rangers with 11 points, Devils with 10 points, and the Buffalo Sabres also with 10 points. My prediction for way at the beginning of the season of Buffalo doing well is not looking so good, but it's still – they play in a, such a good division. Yeah, I mean, a lot of time, they don't have a losing record. They're uh, five points out of first place with three less games played, so it's definitely possible. Really, any team in this division can make the playoffs right now. Uh, team with – the only team with the losing record is the Rangers. They're in sixth place. They're four, six, three, because the Devils and Sabres haven't really been able to play due to COVID. So, Devils playing somewhat well, a little surprising. But, I mean, right now, the Rangers are the worst team, even though they're in sixth. Just yeah. a couple consecutive losses to the Bruins, not playing too, too hot. But Buffalo, maybe, you know. Maybe, hopefully. But, um, yeah. Rangers is the only team here with a losing record, yet because of COVID, they are in sixth, not eighth. So mm -hmm. it's a little skewed. Yeah, no. We're going to move on to the Honda West division. In first place, we got St. Louis with 20 points. Second place, we got Vegas with 19. Third, we got Colorado with 15. Fourth, we got Anaheim with 15. Fifth, we got Arizona with 14. Sixth, we got Minnesota with 12. Seventh, we got uh, the Kings with 11 and eighth, we got San Jose with 11. Uh, right here, I mean, no big surprises. The big three St. Louis, Vegas, Colorado are going to be at the top right now. St. Louis is in first place by one point. They have three more games played than Vegas and four more than Colorado. So the numbers are a little skewed. And I mean, yeah, that's exactly what we expected the big three to be on top. And then one other team to squeak into the playoffs. Uh, that race has been tight, it's been between like Minnesota, LA. Anaheim, 
Arizona all kind of going in that fourth spot and then leaving. So, yeah. Yeah, but there's still plenty of games left to be played in the season. But a little thing that's surprising here, um, Colorado and Anaheim both have 15 points, yet Anaheim has played four more games than them. So, like, that does separate them. But then looking at Minnesota, they're three points behind Anaheim with 12 points, yet Anaheim has also played four more games. So I think Anaheim's actually not looking as good. They have a perfect even record as they would seem on the standings. I think that they are not as good as they seem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but let's move down to our newest segment, the up and down team of the weeks. Teams that go up, teams that go down. Leah, why don't you actually get us started with your up team for the week? All right. Well, my team that played really well this week, I'm going to go with the Islanders. They went 2-0-1. They beat Boston. They lost to Pittsburgh in a shootout. They got another win. I mean, playing well, 2-0-1. They beat a Boston team who was looking unstoppable. So the Islanders, I mean, they proved they can they can beat tough teams when they made it to the conference finals last year after they beat Philly. I think it was like six games or something. They, they yeah wasn't close. And yeah, I mean the Islanders, Barzell playing really well. Uh, their whole team playing well defensively. So yeah, they're my team of the week. Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna go with the Edmonton Oilers here because first they beat Ottawa three to one, and then they beat them. Three to two, but then the Habs, who have been at the top of the league this year, they shut him out three nothing. And I'm going to give him a lot of the credit here to Mike Smith, their goalie, who led in a total of one goal in two games played. And in addition to that, they have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysdale, who yes, they're slowing down a bit, but they're still one of the best players in the leagues for both of them. And they're both being unstoppable right now, even though they're slowing a tad down than they were, like scoring five assists a game. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. It's a, it's a good pick by you. Edmonton playing well recently, you know, in I think the third seed. Yeah. Yeah. Third seed in the North. So, yeah, I mean, I can definitely make the playoffs, see how far they'll go. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. yeah. Move on to the down section of this. I'm going to go with every team that's been heavily affected by COVID because not only are they following the standings because they're not playing that or like haven't been playing games. They are going to have all their games at once later on in the year, and they're going to be really tired heading into the playoffs, right, because they've just played so many games in such a short period of time. And, I mean, yeah, these next couple games, they're going to be rusty, but they'll, they'll, they'll be, like, fresh. Like, they'll, they'll be – they'll have energy, but they'll be rusty, but then it's going to wear off pretty soon. Obviously, hockey, very intense sport. They're going to have a lot of games short amount of time so it sucks for them especially the devils and the sabers i mean they have to play six really good teams and when they're all playing them back to back to back to back they're gonna be screwed so yeah yeah, it sucks for them yeah um that definitely is the right answer to this question but to pick a certain team i'm gonna go with the nashville predators they lost to Tampa four to one, which isn't that bad considering how good Tampa Bay is. But then they lost six to one the next game. They barely even put up a fight. They scored one goal early and then that let up five unanswered. It just wasn't a pretty sight. And then also they went one and one with Detroit, but the first game winning by one goal and losing by two. I can't tell if that means Detroit is looking better or Nashville's just sad this year. But maybe they'll do better in the future. Maybe they won't. But so far this week, they have not been looking good. Yeah, I mean, yes, we talked about before, uh, Ekholm and Johansson are hurt. So it's not, 
I mean, I don't think it'll get that much better for them because their good players are out and they're not playing too well to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to move on to our question of the week. This week's question is how will Line being benched affect his play in Columbus? Um, I'm going to go with, like, it'll affect it a lot, right? Line showed in the past he's not the biggest, like, like mentally strong guy. He had a Fortnite addiction before. Um, so I think, right, Tortorella, he brings out the best and the worst in players. I think it'll bring out the worst for Line. I don't think he'll resign. I think he's going to hate it there. Yes, he is playing pretty well. Um, I just, I, I think he hates it there. I think it'll catch up to them eventually. And yeah, I mean, it's one, one other player that Tortorella drove out of town. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the opposite approach here because I'm going to see what he's been doing the games afterwards. He's been playing really well. He knocked one goal and um, in a 2-3 loss against Chicago. And I think he said it in an interview that it won't affect him. And I think I'm going to trust him there because with Tortorella, he, he gets benched by him. And I think he's going to learn from his mistakes. He's going to tone down his ego a bit, even though he was just traded for a star player. He is a star player. He's been playing really well. And I think if he just continues to keep putting the puck on net, Tor- John Tortorella will like him more and more, and he might get more and more playing time to show his skill, which he has, which is what Columbus traded for. So I think he's going to pan out pretty well. Resetting him next year, I'm not 100% which way away because there's still a lot of games left to be played, a lot of things to happen. But I think more likely he will than not because Columbus gave up a lot for him, and I think he's going to pan out. I mean, I don't think they will. He wants a lot of money apparently, and I don't think the, the Jackets are willing to pay him. So, I mean, the line A showed in the past that he did not respond that well to – like criticism and adversity. So I'm going to go with like, no, I just disagree with you because I mean, he's not like, he's very skilled player. Yes. But is he there mentally? I'm not too sure about that. So I think it will affect his play. He's just going to be down on himself all year. He's going to be benched all the, like all the time. And even though he said it won't, obviously he's going to say that he's not going to be like, Oh yeah, no, it definitely will affect me. And I hate it here. Like, that looks terrible for him. So especially if he wants to sign a big contract in free agency, like, yeah, no shot. Yeah, you do make a good point. But I think that John Tortorella has a way with these kind of players. And I think that he can shape him into a more respectable player, maybe even just to tone him down his ego a bit and maybe even try to get him into a cheaper contract. But, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't uh, know, because Panarin, they lost Panarin. They lost Bobrovsky. They lost Duchesne. They lost... um. Pierre-Luc Dubois, four star players did not want to be in Columbus. I think Line will be another one of those players. I mean, we see a pretty clear trend here. And, yeah, I mean, I just I just don't think it'll pan out. I don't think it'll, it'll work there. Yeah, but then again, like, if you're, uh, say, like the GM of Columbus, you're looking at this, you've lost so many stars and then I don't think you're willing to take a risk and lose another one after trading for one. Like, I think that they're going to double down on him and make sure that he stays and plays because of the loss of Duchesne, Bobrovsky, Panarin. But anyway, um, I think we should move on to our lineup of the week. Um, I'll start. I have Patrick Kane as my first forward. He has one goal and five assists in four games. And Cam Atkinson, 
uh, with three goals, four assists in four games. And Jordan Stahl with three games, three I mean, three goals, three assists, four games. Victor Hedman with zero goals, but five assists in four games. Then Mikhail Sergeyev also with five assists in four games. Then for my goalie, like I mentioned earlier with Edmonton, I'm going to go with Mike Smith because he has one goal allowed and 65 saves and a shutout. No player has been as notable as they have been in past weeks, but this is who I'm taking for this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you for most of it. It's just I'm going to go with Charlie McAvoy. He's had an assist in like eight straight games or something like that, Some, something crazy. And like, I mean, the Boston defense, he's, he's playing really well defensively. I mean, Grizzly keeps going out. He's playing not only defensively, he's playing like line one power play minutes when like they'll either go five forwards or four, four, four forwards and McAvoy. Like Grizzly's been out three separate times this season with three different small injuries. He's really had to pick up the slack there. I mean, Zaboro was out last game. They played the second half of a back-to-back with five defensemen for most of it. So I'm going to go Charlie McAvoy on that one. Yeah, that's definitely a good pick. All right. Uh, uh, so we move on to the game time predictions. Uh, I'm beating Abe. Uh, like still beating Abe. 139-70 to 108-102. Um, I mean, I'm just predicting these games left and right. Like, I'm I'm predicting so well, like I should start betting on this. Um, I nearly have a 0.667 win record, right? Two to yeah. one. So almost Abe catching up a bit. Tough day yesterday. That's all right. Yeah, I went uh, two and eight yesterday. It was not pleasant, but there's been a ton of upsets. I decided to go for a few upsets that I thought would be key. Just didn't work out how I thought, but. Hopefully, I'll do a bit more research next time and pick up the slack. Um, yeah, you've been kicking my ass, and so great job to you. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blondo. We are Twigs on the Rocks, and have a great night.